before we start this awesome podcast, I wanted to invite you to go to trekoffmovie.com. There you can see the trailer and get information about Trek Off the Motion Picture, a movie based on this podcast. Go there. You can like us on Facebook from there. Just go to trekoffmovie.com. Pause it and go. Okay, now you're back. Also, you can get more of the hundreds of hours of Trek Off podcast at trekoffpodcast.com or by searching Trek Off in iTunes. Okay, go ahead and pause and do that. Okay, now you've done both those things. It's time to listen to Trek Off, trekoffmovie.com and trekoffpodcast.com. Share it with all your friends. Warning, the following podcast has plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off, Enterprise Double D. Hey, Trek Off fans, this is Justin. Um, Today, uh, we are going to play for you something that was not intended to be an entire episode. Uh, We do an interview with Steve Campbell, the amazing Steve Campbell today, uh, producer on Ninja vs. Monsters and uh, big help on uh, Trek Off the Motion Picture. And it was just going to be like a 15-minute interview. Um, And it turns out that uh, dude is so fascinating that we ended up going like a whole episode. So uh, I present to you now. Okay, when you listen to it, you're going to hear me say, going to talk about Jay Saunders. And we're going to say, oh, his birthday was like two weeks ago because it's going to take us two weeks. We actually just recorded this like two days ago. And instead of waiting two weeks and sitting on it, it was just too good to leave just there in the ether. So we decided to put it up now. So without further ado, uh, here is what was never intended to be a whole episode. But uh, dude, just really awesome. Uh, here's Steve Campbell. Yeah, Iowa City, Iowa, you're on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh <sighs> Why are you? Well, we'll talk about it. So, um, uh, give me just like a minute to do an intro for you, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. So, who we have with us right now on the show is uh, is someone who has um, joined up with Enlighten a couple of things, including uh, Ninjas versus Monsters, and uh, and also with us for Trek Off the Motion Picture. Um, so, I figured it would be a good idea, along with having appeared in it and uh, being involved in other independent films in the area. Uh, this is a gentleman uh, who has a new baby and who is a Star Trek fan and has a Lego story to tell and has a whole bunch of fun things that I want to find out all about here, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Steve Campbell, yay! <laughs> Why does your phone so, so? When you call in, um, although I know that you're in the DC area, why does your phone say Iowa City, Iowa? Because I'm I'm from Eastern Iowa. What brought you to the the nation's capital? Oh, I fear uh, a layoff. But they like kicked you out so hard that you landed in DC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! You tried to lobby contract or lobby Congress about it. You're like, I was laid off, and you will stop this, and then you just stayed. <laughs> it may be shocking, but jobs out here seem a lot more interesting than ones in Iowa. Wait, wait, like <laughs> what is what? So I see that it's near, uh, it's near Cedar Rapids. Uh, where, like, uh-huh. what, what is Iowa like? I've never been to I've never Iowa. Been there, yeah, what's it like? Well, uh, we of course have uh, Riverside. Okay. What's, what's, what's you say, I like how you say "of course." Like I should know that. I feel really dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Riverside, the birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. Oh, oh, oh we suck. Okay, yeah. Now oh, I feel suck. really, really <laughs> suck so bad. I was like, Riverside. Am I supposed to know? Is that like a, a landmark? <laughs> it's just south of Iowa City, about twenty minutes. 
He was born yeah. in Iowa. He That's only works right. in outer space. That's right. <laughs> exactly. He's just running but, away from Iowa. <laughs> but there is no huge pit that you can drive your car into in that state. No. No. It's not a big, just Sorry. like, Spoiler. A big you drive classic cars and, into. <laughs> and, and, listen, and listen to Beastie Boys on your Nokia phone. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> so seriously, what is, is, is Iowa truly just cornfields or like, are there like, you know, stores there and stuff? You know, uh, I actually don't know any farmers. Really? Um, yeah. I got so lied to. No, there's, I know, right? <laughs> there, there are, there's a quarter million people in my hometown of the Quad Cities. Wow. So it's um, like. So I guess it's not all farms then, huh? It's <laughs> not at all. Are you I mean, lying? <laughs> I, I, I'm not. No. One day, one day, you know, this is a popular job when you're, you're a kid in Iowa, and that is to go corn to tasseling. And that is in the farms, but it was the most horrible experience I had had that I only did it for a day. And that was it. That's my <laughs> sole experience on the farm. What is that? What, what, what does it entail that it's corn so horrible? Corn to tasseling? Oh, well, yeah. corn to tasseling involves going out in 100-degree weather into a cornfield, and you're taking off the top of the corn stalk. And, of course, you're in other corn stalks. So there's bugs and it's it's hot and it it just kind of and sucks it's children the of the corn. The <laughs> there are children walking around in there. Creepy children yep. with like voodoo dolls and shit. Kevin Costner is building baseball diamonds. No, that's a nice image. <laughs> Don't you remember Children of the Corn? That movie was terrifying. Oh yeah, they just they just filmed the remake in Iowa actually. Did, Did they? they really? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't about be surprised. a year or two ago. Yeah. So they what is it? So what yeah, is it that you, I was going to say, so what is it that you do that brought you to DC? Oh, um, I work on, uh, I work on websites that, um, store things, uh, they're called content management systems. Oh, cool. And, uh, I'm, a fe- I'm a federal contractor. So, um, okay. so you're smart and stuff. Who does it mean you have clearances? Are you like top secret clearance? Are you like a spy? <laughs> that I can't say. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I, I had t- to ask. I are you part to... of Section 31? Yeah, are you Section 31? <laughs> um, um, well, if I am, you'll be getting a visit after this. <laughs> but from Sloan. <laughs> from Sloan. Sloan. Show- William Sadler will show up. It's not even Sloan. It's just the actor who played him. It should be William Sadler. He, he is Sloan. Up. Everybody but he, knows ooh. it. But, but he shows he shows up at, in the death makeup from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> uh, oh. Because Sloan and death, same actor. Same actor. Totally. Um, oh. Uh. My, I know someone who recently uh, did a job, a day job working in the Pentagon, and uh, Ooh, and fancy. and if you see Days of Future Past in the in the trailer, they show like Magneto's underneath this this place in the middle of the Pentagon, the fifty fours. That doesn't exist. And they they show so no no that's a restaurant. <laughs> in the, in, in the, in the middle of the well, it is now. In the, in the middle, it's of, a restaurant because that's where oh. Magneto was kept. Motherfucking idiot! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's because Quicksilver. And there is yeah. yeah. There's the epic fight in, in, in the kitchen. It's in the kitchen. So they do that's make it a restaurant. That's the kitchen for the restaurant. Okay, no, I'll give that to you. Give that no. So uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I've taken the tour. There is a hot dog stand right there in the center. Yeah, the, and they. And, <laughs> They evidently at the time thought that that was like in the Cold War, thought that 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 was something secret because people were always coming in and out of it. Um, and the reason the people were coming in and out is they were just grabbing hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Makes you wonder what we're looking at and what we think and what it may actually be. 
So what uh, what attracted you to to being part of independent films? I mean, it's not it's a it's a world that that a lot of people don't like ignore or don't know about. What was what was the attraction for you? Well, I can't tell you. I um, you know, I I was doing my job, and that's all I was doing, and I needed something to sort of fill time. So I I was looking through Craigslist one day on things to do, and it said, oh hey, volunteer to help with this 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 film. Um, here in the D.C. area, and so, okay, I volunteered to help and just be sort of, um, you know, a gopher-type person. And I started reading through the resumes of the actors who were coming through, and um, I, you know, saw some of their projects and things like that, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, I decided to just start looking up uh, the different films. And that actually led me to your stuff, by the way, because uh, I got the resume of... Um, Oh God! Who was um, uh, in your second movie, The New Ninja? Uh, the guy who just got married. Um, oh, Jay. 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 Yeah, I found Jay's and Jay's. He had a few sort of uh, monster flicks and stuff like that in there. And uh, today is out. his birthday. Actually, is it today? Really? Today is Jay's birthday. Happy birthday to Jay! This will be posted in like a week or two. So, oh, so happy late, listeners! To Jay. Listeners, don't go out right now and say happy birthday to Jay because you'll be late. <laughs> uh, he'll be like why are you posting this like that was like a week ago i don't understand <laughs> um and and so so what yeah, project outside of me. mine outside of mine what uh, ones have you been like hooked up with what have you what have you um, well what I, I i try to do is i try to look for projects that are both in my hometown of uh davenport iowa as well as here and I look for fun things, you know. Not I'm I'm not looking for the the, the serious drama or something like that, but things that delve into the fantasy, sci-fi, maybe Lovecraftian horror realm. And I go into Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and you know, look—is there some way I can, you know, get involved through that mechanism? Like, um, uh, I am actually going out to next week. Uh, a cousin of mine, her her boyfriend, is producing a film called The Three in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I'm going out there to be an extra. Awesome. Well, I mean, they, I, did we kill you more than once? I, I know where we killed you in the stairs. Um, you in, in took, monsters. How often did I kill you? You killed me <laughs> twice, I you're think. All, uh, you're you also in the big... In the stairs. You took your hand in the stairs, and then you're in the big uh, monster fight, too, correct? Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. a katana to the gullet. Um, Nice. So I think that's the only time you fully killed me, because I, you know, losing a hand, a monster. Yeah, he could yeah, still go. Up. Yeah. Yeah. No, plenty of yeah. You could look. Luke loses his hand. And yeah, he's fine. And he's fine. He's he fucking gets, fine. He he beats everybody. He gets two more movies after that. Yeah, and he takes down exactly. the dark fucking Sith Lord. I'm just saying. Uh, it's like you don't need a hand. You handist. Handist. <laughs> You're a handist. You're a handist. I um, uh, so I want to ask you about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, yeah. you and I talked before this, and uh, I asked you what your tar- Star Trek experience was, and you said you like the shows and you listen to our show, which is awesome. Um, uh, but then you said something that really piqued my interest. Uh, you okay. said you did the Star Trek role playing game. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, computer guy, computer nerd. Yes. What? What? what it, so what, this is not like what, tabletop. This is like an online. Yeah. What? What is multiplayer no, are, situation or? How? Yeah. Well, how did? Yeah, how does there's, it work? <laughs> no problem. Two things. All right, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. It's okay. it's dice slinging. You know, you're you're at a table with your some friends. You're drinking too much uh, uh, pop uh, soda for those not in the Midwest. Do you have uh, any you know. Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eating too much pizza and pretending to be somebody from uh, Star Trek, and you got a little guy running the game, uh, telling you the story. 
So, and, so, uh, it, so, it's, so you're saying it's tabletop then? It's so you. So yeah, is it's, it like it's totally tabletop? Yeah. So you've got like a game master who's like sort of telling the story, and you've got like, do you actually have little figures that represent you guys, or is it really just character sheets? Like, because I've I've done some tabletop, so I'm just curious because I think I've heard of this one, but I've never done it. You know, I've never used the miniatures, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got little character sheets. And so who is your character? Yeah, what is your character? your character? Like, are you a human? You know, are you another race? Like. <laughs> I have to admit, it's been some time since I've done the Star Trek RPG, but it varied. Uh, you know, it, it depended on who was running the thing. Um, so, do you wind up on a on a ship like out in space, or does do the campaigns take place on planets? Like, does it is it just whatever anything goes? Like, I've never done it, one. It so, runs the gambit. It, it's you know, it's somebody's telling some story, and uh, you guys react if you're on a ship. You got to steer the ship to wherever you're going. If you're not, you're on a planet. You're you're doing something there. There's a friend of mine named uh, named Arthur. I think you'll find this uh, interesting. I, I I like to brag about Arthur because he ended up playing King Arthur in Spamalot. Um, so if you saw the most recent nice. national tour that came through at the Warner, he was he was King Arthur in Spamalot. Um, but he was a, he's a DC actor. He's from this area, and he had a Buffy group um, where they did a Buffy RPG. Okay. Um, but what they did is they did it is like half RPG, half LARP. So okay. they did tabletop, but they stayed in the characters and they had the conversations and they were all whip smart, sarcastic performer type people. And they would absolutely got down the cadence and the way Joss talked and, and, and they would get it down and somebody would, they would either record or take notes, the best lines that were said so that there was a show they considered to be their show called DC after dark. Um, oh. and the, yeah. uh, the basic plot of the show was that, um, well, are you a Buffy fan at all? Absolutely. So the basic Including series nine, um, the, the basic, uh, plot of the show was that when Buffy died, um, uh, to stop glory mm -hmm. that activated another slayer. And okay. and that Slayer. So one of the one of the people in their group was, was this Slayer. Or? Yeah, one of the the Slayer was the the Slayer was in DC. Oh okay. Um, and so it is a Watcher and this Slayer's group of friends in DC, and and what this this they go through as this person finds out basically the same arc as Buffy but a different kind of group of people. But then when they got to their what would have been the end of their season three or the end of their season two would be the end of Buffy when spoiler alert for Buffy. So if you're in the middle of it, stop right now. Okay. Um, uh, when all of the potentials become slayers, uh, that affected their show. So they kept going beyond that before there ever was a season eight in comics, they went beyond it and dealt with it in their RPG. So it was interesting. They had like a show that they, they That's definitely cool. I mean, when I played when I played I played vampire like back in the day and I Ooh, was nice. really the only actor type. There was a lot of theater people in the group that I played with, but I was really the only actor type. So like we definitely we rolled dice to like suss stuff out, but like we the whole the point was more it was I mean it was less about die rolling unless there was a fight uh, and more about interacting as characters and and being those characters and it's like 
I mean, I, I always enjoyed that aspect of it, like being an actor. I was like, this is so great. It's like playing pretend with my friends. Well, and Arthur and was a female character. Ar Arthur was a, a that happened yeah. a lot. Like a lot of guys, because I mean, here's the thing. Like I was the only girl in the group. Like there just aren't as many of us. Is generally. That, was that your experience as well? Like, yeah. did you have any girls in your group? Like, how are you gonna have a chick if if a dude won't play one? <laughs> you, you know, up until uh, my current group that I have right now, um, no, no, there were never any girls. Although when you go to the cons. There's definitely girls there. There are some yeah. gorgeous. Are there girls there? If there are, I want to do them. Anybody else play that game, Summoner? No? I don't know. What that, that was just a random thing for you to say. No, it's not. <laughs> there's, there's a video game called The Summoner, which is like an RPG video game. And what they did is they took characters from inside the game. This was like one of the first like extras at the end of a game. So after the credits rolled, when you beat the game, there was like this little extra scene and it was like characters from the game playing Dungeons and Dragons. So like there's this one character who's like a monster guy and he's like, do I see that happening? And he's like over at the fridge. He's like, do you have any Mountain Dew? <laughs> and like he's at the bar. He's like, I'm still at the bar. He's like, am I at the bar? There are any chicks there? I want to do them. It's, just, it's so. I bet you could YouTube the summoner like clip, and you could watch just that bit. It's fucking. It's just if you've ever played tabletop role playing, like you just laugh your ass off. Well, there's it's totally. A, there's a movie out right now called Zero Charisma, um, that is about uh, basically the plot of which is you've got um, four uh, really geeky RPG players, um, and then one guy who's like who is looking for an RPG game and he's like really cool. <laughs> and the other guys like, like the guy who runs the game, everyone starts liking the really cool guy and the guy who runs the game takes it really personally that everybody likes the really cool guy and hilarity ensues. And, um, um, the thing about this movie is it, it, it actually had a, I think it like was either can con or, or Sundance or something like it, it got a big, maybe slam dance, but it got, it got a big, a lot of attention and if you watch the trailer very, very carefully, they have a Ninjas versus Vampires poster up on the wall. No way. Really? And I was just like, what? Somebody sent it to me and said, you need to, have you seen this? That's awesome. No. <laughs> I was, I was, I was so surprised. And so it's, a, it's like, if you're blinking in the trailer, I'm sure if you watch, I haven't seen the movie, watch the movie, I'm sure it will be up there longer. But in the trailer, you blink, if you, if you blink, you miss it. But if you really look for it, it's there. And I think it's the poster for the British one, which is not the blue posters, but the like more black and whitish. Um, but I didn't even know there was a British variant. <laughs> yeah, there's a British, a UK like British voiceovers too. Um, yes, no, it's, uh, that, we've replaced everyone in the movie with just me and Daniel Ross. Doing horrible British Hello. accents. Morning. Don't do it. Don't do My it. My name is Jay. I play Aaron. I want a crumpet. <laughs> oh, Lord. We offended everyone in, 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 and actually we have a bunch of UK listeners to this show. We do. We do. So but they all know that you're ridiculous I'm and you just can't awful. do an accent. Because I wish I were British people are cool. Everybody wishes they were British. They're I know. Cool. It's a true story. Because they can do good American accents, and when they get British, like so, so, um, I uh, do you watch Arrow? Yes. Um, yeah. There are some British actors on Arrow, um, uh, including one who's appeared in Doctor Who, um, and this person does a dead-on American accent, and it's perfect. But when an American, like every, even though I, I am used to hearing James Marsters uh, uh, doing Spike and and. Um, Alexis Denisov doing Wesley, it still sounds a little bit like fake English accents. Oh, not to me, not uh, not Alexis Denisov anyway. 
Really? Like whenever I hear him speak, like just as an as an American, it bothers you. It bothers the shit out of me. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop talking like that. You sound better British. <laughs> I liked him in Much Ado About Nothing. He was no. Don't even get me started on Much Ado About Nothing. You and I just don't agree on that film. Did you? All right. I so, didn't hate it, but did you? Have you seen Much Ado? I assume. No. Do, are you aware of Much Ado? No, sir. Sir, do you, I assume you have Netflix and or Amazon Prime or both? Yes, I do. All right. I know it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix. Much Ado About Nothing. But it's Joss Whedon. Adapted to the, written and directed by Joss Whedon. Adapted by Joss Whedon and then directed by Joss Whedon, starring all of Joss Whedon's favorite people. And it's okay. It's really good. The best part about it is Malcolm, just saying. Um, the whole thing's great. No. I'll like order it right after this. <laughs> Okay, but um, but you'll be you, what will happen is when you're watching it, you'll realize that Justin's just being a really big fanboy and can't <laughs> see past because much ado about nothing is supposed to be funny, dude. Like it's supposed to be. It a is comedy. funny. There's it's lots not, of funny there's, things. There's happen. too much bitterness for it to be as funny as it should be. Yeah, but it's good. Whatever it is, it works and is compelling. I mean, and I'm I not saying it. that they do their jobs poor. I'm not saying like there's any bad acting. I just it's like it's just choices I wouldn't see for that for much ado. Like it's not delightful. So if you if you walked into saying. and I'm sorry, it's but, bitter. I'm sorry. We're only abandoning you for a second. So I have more questions for you. Um, <laughs> so good. Um, but but if 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 you did not come into much ado with your preconceived notions of what the show should be, would you have really liked the film? I don't know if I would have really liked like it. I would have. I because I, I've been in the show. I have not. No, I've not. I've I've done monologues from it. Yeah, I've I've, I've I've been, been in it, and and I had no, no like I. I've, you got to understand those. I had also recently watched David Tennant. Oh, in, with him because him and him, him and uh, um, oh, gosh, what's I, her name? I the companion. The companion. The, Do you watch Doctor Who? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, who's the the? My name, my daughter companion. Amelia. Who's who's the, nice. the who's the um oh that's awesome um who's the companion before Donna Donna, Donna. no Donna, Donna yeah like you know who plays Donna I don't I, her, Catherine oh, yeah. Tate that's her name Catherine Tate yeah there's a version so of, there's a there's a much ado and you get it online you can download it online like um, for like ten bucks it's super super cheap at like uh, ShakespeareTheater.com or something like that it's like but they basically film like British theater and it's all amazing that's probably like i think and and even that i kind of had some like i felt like Catherine tate's um take on on beatrice was a little sillier mm -hmm. than maybe i would like but he is a uh, david Tennant is just spot on and together they're really cute so that is good that to me is is what i want to see out of much ado and and justice was just so much darker like see, I've just never seen that done. I'm not surprised that you prefer it because you like that dark shit. Well, sorry. Like I, I you probably would have happy if everybody died at the end. Don't they? <laughs> like the, no, this isn't yeah. this isn't Hamlet. Yeah. It, it suddenly <laughs> People, not everybody dies in the last two pages. <laughs> um, um going back to Star Trek, I I I assume how much of first of all, let's before I make any assumptions, have you seen all of Star Trek has to offer? What is your Star Trek viewing experience? I have seen uh, all the series, every episode, and every movie. Um, Even the I've animated? Seen, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen the animated, but yeah, I used to see the whole Saturday morning animated show. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, so, and I've seen all the previews for Star Trek Renegades. I had just heard about this myself. I would love it if you would tell me some more about it. A friend of mine was like, have you heard about this Renegades thing? I was like, I'm sorry, what? So clearly, I was living under a rock recently. There's been a lot of busy stuff happening in the. What real is Star world. Trek Renegades? Uh, Star Trek Renegades is um, 
it, it's uh, it's an independent uh, film that's being funded on like Kickstarter Indiegogo, um, and it's uh, a continuation of the Star Trek storyline, not the new one by Abrams, but uh, the one we all love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's it's kind of a uh, it's got some kind of more darker feel to it. It's about a bunch of people from Starfleet who have to save the Federation for whatever mysterious reason, and they have to go outside the normal channels. They have to go rogue. Is it like post nemesis? Uh, no, yeah. no. This mm-hmm. is it post nemesis because I thought wasn't somebody was telling me that um they had is it next they had Chekhov in it. So. Chekhov is in it, but Chekhov is really old in it. Oh, okay. And is it next and, gen era? Is it? Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <gasps> it's it's actually it's post. Uh, it, it's it's got to be post Voyager because, oh uh, God, what's what's it? Tuvok is in it. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, this sounds fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. This is um I like I I am not an original series guy. That's what's so great about uh, Alexia and I is that that she has one era covered and I have the other. <laughs> um well we both love all of it. That we have well, different sure. preferences. Um uh, I have felt like there are too many original series fan fiction, maybe because it's just easier to do. Probably. Um but I wanted some good uh next gen oh, I'm really excited. I'm really super excited about that. Um, what's your favorite? Favorite movie or favorite what? Favorite incarnation of Star Trek. Yeah, period, ever. Who's your captain? Ooh, well. Or, or if Kirk. not your captain. Really? Kirk? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, because uh. he's a man of taste. He's a now, gentleman. Now, let me clarify. Not the new Kirk. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Good for you. I assumed that's what you meant. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so the original series is then your favorite show? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, because he knows what's up, buddy. Sorry. Hey, sorry. <laughs> I'm a niner. What am I going to do? I'm a niner. There aren't that many of us, but we're vocal. Um, I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with Picard. He's a good diplomat and such like that. But Kirk was a man of action. Yeah, Cisco. Yes. Cisco for me, man. It's and and the the show is Deep Space Nine. I'm on my like tenth rewatch. Um, um, I have wa- I have rewatched original series Star Trek, and I don't think just because there's less of it, but I have rewatched that by far more than any of the others. Have you done a rewatch of DS Nine? I've only watched through it, through it in its entirety once. It's more fun the second time. I mean, I, I've mm. been watching ones here and there. I mean, yeah, but it's not one of the. It's one of those shows that it like it it begs to be watched. Now I know you're doing a next gen rewatch now. I mean, yeah, I'm, so, I'm getting him through it. Is I would too, so. I would suggest the thing about a DS9 rewatch that's fun is that you can see. And I'm not saying that they deliberately put the puzzle pieces there, but I think later on in the show they looked back at the puzzle pieces that they had scattered out there and said, "Okay, let's make this picture." Um, but you can definitely. I don't know what fucking puzzle pieces you're talking. My about. My point being is this. <laughs> Um, I am by no means saying that the writers had planned out from the beginning everything that was going to happen. Because I mean, know, like Bashir, because they hadn't. I know for a fact they didn't. And yes, there are those inconsistencies all throughout Star Trek. Um, sure, James R. Kirk. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> you know what though? What's funny? See, that's di- like that. To me, at least, like it, it's so much more forgivable because it was like back in the day they were lucky they were doing anything. Yeah, like they were always. I feel like they always sort of f- felt like they were on the brink of being done sure. because it cost so much. So, like, I forgive them more for things like James R. Kirk. Yeah. than I do now because it's like, what's your fucking excuse now? But even lazy. the serialized <laughs> television at the time was not really being done either. You had the X Files, but outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of of large arcs like ds9 was doing um my point being 
it's the the episodes in DS9, especially even first season, that I used to just write off as oh, it's oh, it's the boring Bajoran episode. Now they're not boring anymore. Like the minute that that I used to not care when Kai Wynn stepped on the station, but now that I know everything that's going to happen, I will say this: I, <laughs> upon rewatching Next Gen, um, because I've seen through all of DS9 at this point, which had not been true obviously when I watched it the first time, um. Ensign Rowe when she sort of arrives in the and and there's a whole Bajoran plot there and they're you know talking about being terrorists and, sure. and all that and the Cardassians and they're kind of on the Cardassian side and you're kind of like it's a little fucked up though like because in that episode the Federation's kind of like so yeah we do think it's fucked up that they like stole your planet and stuff um but I mean it's not really our place to like say anything at the same time so um I mean, maybe we'll talk to him though. Like, if we're having dinner, you know, maybe we'll <laughs> sleep it in at the end. I don't know. I mean, but they were just sort of wishy washy about it. And it's kind of like, fuck you, Federation. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, thanks. You're sorry that we don't have a planet and then we're like in refugee camps. We don't have fucking blankets. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much. <laughs> like, I just, I had a different perspective because I knew more about Bajorans by the end of DS9 than I had previously. So now, I had more respect, I guess, for those episodes than I had previously had. Now I sensed something. Um, did I sense some bitterness against New Kirk, sir? Well, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Couple bum, things. Couple bum, things. Bum. First, I don't care what you've done. If you're just out of the academy, even if you save the planet, they're not going to make you captain of a freaking ship. All right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and the blue Vulcan. I mean, come on. No, I know. Blowing up Vulcan's pretty inexcusable. <laughs> but I guess for for me anyway, I feel like, you know, you do give Kirk a shit because he's fucking Kirk. Like I kind of yeah. like I I give him the pass just for that. Like whether it's new Kirk or old Kirk, you know. It's like they Kirk. know he's a genius and he's got and Pike's got his back and Pike wants him there and Pike thinks that he's going to be the new Starfleet and and he does look he does save Earth. Yeah, he saves the whole fucking Like, planet. the entire Starfleet's, just like, saying. like broken up, and he does... I, I just re-watched um, Star Trek 09. Um, okay. Uh, and I watched it with my eight-year-old, um, which I had to make him close his eyes a few times because it's, you know, it's violent sometimes. Um, you think? <laughs> uh, uh, but... Um, and watching it, I didn't have a lot of the problems that I had. Like, I, I, I'm willing to look past the fact that there, there are leaps of logic that they make in order to get him there. <laughs> um, yes, yes, it's silly. Like that, Pike's like, Kirk, your first officer. Like, what the what? Yeah. It, it, to be clear, <laughs> that is this what, is what we were talking about earlier because we were watching um, Generations. Like that, that movie. I'll admit there are an abundance of really just convenient things <laughs> like it's awful convenient that you'd be second in command really because why because yeah. he's not even supposed to be on the ship because i'm absolutely Pike. yeah that's a good reason <laughs> like it's a little bit yeah and then that they give him the ship at the end and you're like you'll be a captain but but i wanted it to happen so because of that i'm willing to kind of forgive everything like i'm just like okay um i wanted his dad to still be alive oh <laughs> thor you wanted thor oh yeah captain thor <laughs> I mean, I ended up liking Dad more than I liked Kirk. <laughs> really? Wow. Well, yeah. well, that 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 actor is doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> he is indeed. <laughs> um, what did you think of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness? You know, oh Abrams. Uh, you know that whole switch at the end where, you know, they switch up who says "con." You know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 
it was, you know, okay, they're okay as action movies. They're good. I mean, but uh, I don't know. I just, it, the vibe it gives me, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm an I'm old school Star Trek fan. What? Uh, what scares me is that I don't think it's Abrams. There, there are some Abrams choices I don't like, but I think it's it's Orsi and Kurtzman, the the screenwriters. Um, let's keep in mind the screenwriters for the Transformers. Um, oh my freaking! They're gosh. the ones that who explains who, who, a lot. Um, and and I think they actually did. Does a re- that mean that the third movie is going to go completely off the fucking rails? Then well, yeah, because 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 that's what they do. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. J.J. Abrams is not directing the third Star Trek movie. Bob Orson, oh. the guy who wrote the first two, is directing the oh, third God. one as his directorial. The only debut. way it would be worse is if you had told me it would be Michael fucking Bay. Um, no, they write for him. Um, like because that's actually his full name, as far as I'm fucking Michael fucking Michael Bay. Fucking Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, maybe the, there's always the possibility that Orsi was the one who's coming up with the good stuff because there's a ton of good stuff. Yeah, there is very in good both stuff. of the films. Yes. Um, so it might sure. be the st- might be the stuff we didn't like was the other guy. Um, <laughs> well, here's fucking hoping. Um, In the Darkness was certainly better than just the you know the new Star Trek film. What? Really? What? Yeah. You have to justify that, ladies sir. and gentlemen. Oh, okay. This is Steve right, Campbell. Right. It's nice talking to you. <laughs> have a great day. I hope I feel- <laughs> I, I, the supernova is going to destroy the galaxy. All right, I will. I will see your supernova is going to destroy the galaxy, and uh, I will. Oh, what do I raise him? There's, I will. I mean, there's so much to raise him with. Um, and I will raise you. And I will raise you, Bones. What the hell are you doing with that triple? Right? No, you should have kept that in the pocket. No, we're yeah. keeping that for later because that trumps all. I will raise you. The worst. Oh wait, if I was gonna try to kill everybody, I'd probably have them all at a meeting right about now. Yeah. Shit. And then they yeah. all get blown to hell. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And only the most secure place on fucking on the fucking planet for the Federation, theoretically speaking. Yes, it's like what what would be the equivalent? Like the Pentagon? No, that, that no, be it's the, the White House. The White it's House. Like, so, it's like the White House. So like imagine some shit goes down <laughs> and the president's like, all right, all my joint chiefs of staff, my chiefs everybody. of staff, their fucking families, yeah, the whole fucking, <laughs> you know, everybody who knows anybody who no, has any level no, of No, I have a great idea. No, let's And then take we're going to put them in this big conference room with, with the giant- windows everywhere. <laughs> just surrounded by windows. Wait, and, and then, then and then we're not going to protect the airspace around the all. White House anymore. At like, all. I mean, that's really not important. Do we need so many people get it? It's the White House. That's sacrosanct. You don't fucking fly there. We don't need to enforce that. And and of course, thank thank goodness that uh that Kirk was able to survive as the lone survivor because he figured out that Khan was going to attack 10 seconds before it happened. Before yeah. he attacks. Yeah. And stops him with the fire hose. <laughs> Really? <laughs> the fire hose of destiny, motherfucker. It was you, powerful. You're not you're you're worried about the supernova that that destroys the galaxy. That that happens in a flashback. Okay. All right, and, all right. and and it's actually something that could happen. Just just the, for the record. <laughs> the underground shipyard in Iowa. For ships that only fly in space. Okay. Okay, yeah, that is a little stupid. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll great you. I'll great you. <laughs> I will I will I, see I will see your on the ground ship ground uh, uh on the ground ship uh shipyard. Ship, thank you. Speak. Uh, I'm, I'm really fired up. I know up. I'm really fired up too. I feel you, my friend. Um, I feel and, you. And and uh I will raise you Oh, there's so much. I'm just going oh, through the film. Now, um, um 
I will. I feel like we can raise this stupid, the smart doctor. She's supposed to know all this stuff. And then, and then the, the bomb's going to explode. And they didn't really need her at all because anybody can just randomly pull wires out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, in fact, I'll take that entire scene. I will take the her getting undressed part. Oh, yeah, her being naked first, you and know, because you need that. And then them yeah. going out there and then he, her taking the doctor because he's because got steady he's, hands. Not, I was going to say, her taking the doctor because it's a he's human got, patient that can need yeah. surgery. Wait, no. No, no that's not why. Why um, do we take, wait, we take the know. doctor because... Um, because there might be a, a, a threat of like uh, something get, that would be an airborne illness. No, that's not it either. Um, okay, so we take the doctor because he looks pretty. Like, why no, the fuck do we take no, the doctor? No, no, you engineers, you can stay on Yeah, the we don't need an engineer. What we need is the chief medical officer. <laughs> to be out there. That's a great idea. That would be like, in today terms, if if one of our like missiles went like crazy and was gonna try to <laughs> launch itself, right? And then we and the we call and we call the surgeon general. We're like, here's what we need. Can can you get down there, fucking stat? Okay, because you know what that means because you're medical staff. Okay, and then and stop the missile from going. We don't technicians, computer people. We don't need those motherfuckers. What are they gonna do? <laughs> She's got a sorry. point. I'm sorry. Hit your she, no, no, right no. They, I, 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 I had, I had Mrs. J take them out. Oh, they're, that was they're out of the house. They're not in the house. Um, because I am out of control. Um, but you're not wrong. I know. That's the thing. You're not I wrong. Know. So, okay. All right. So I, I've, I've raised you the ridiculous missile scene. Go on. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. How about this? Whatever you're thinking of, I see you. And, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I ran. Oh, what are you doing with that truck? Starfleet and officers I, carrying swords. What'd you say? Starfleet officers carrying swords. Um. Yeah, but they went down for hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's why. Yes, went they down. went down for melee weapons. No, 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 no. No. Why they didn't come down with guns? That's a really good question. Um. But uh, um, because the guns, okay, I can I got this covered because they when did they go down were with doing, guns. They got kicked out. The guns got kicked out of their hands. Yes. Actually, yeah, they did yeah, go down. They just, that's true. They just, they went down there to be double prepared, right? Like you. So if what I knew to fight with was a sword, I they have one made. I I all right. So so we'll take Starfleet officers fighting with swords, which I don't think is so bad. And I'll just raise you a fish on the view screen. I'll just raise you the, the Enterprise underwater and a fish scaring Scotty on the view screen. Right. Um, Ooh, or just the I whole Enterprise being one. under the fucking water to begin with. <laughs> or or how about this? What was Khan's plan? That's a good point. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right, all right, oh, yes. No, yeah. Oh, wait. Well, we can't even raise you. No, no, no. Wait, no, no, wait. No, Give no. us another one and I have the perfect raise. Go for it. I go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. So go ahead. So, go ahead. so, so give us something else. Okay. All right. Uh, ooh. How about the, I cared about anything the, that the happened. The entire in Federation night. fleet was like nine vessels. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the, they said that the rest of the fleet was out there. They just took the fleet that was at Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the active fleet defending the capital was all trainees. All right, I, that's a fair point, but but then I will raise you that they have that. that so this is your this actually should be your raise because it's the intergalactic transporty thing. But then they're running instead of using that. Um, 
Like Scott, it's Scotty's technology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the transmorph. No. no, no, no. That's what. That's, that's what, what he used. Yeah, because because Scotty's all pissed off about it in Into yeah. Darkness. He's like, he's using my thing that I created. Right. So, I well, there there is the them running everywhere um, when they don't have to. Um, there, there is, there, there is, uh, Scotty. Well, there was something with Scotty on the phone. No, like Scotty and Kirk have a conversation on the phone and then they, they have to meet somewhere and they're sprinting. And then, yes. And still talk because they couldn't finish having the conversation on the phone. They have to just go sprint. They have to run to a location really quickly. So it's like me calling you be like, Hey, Justin, I want to talk to you about Trek off. Okay. Beat me at some place. that's really far from both of us. Go. All and right. then we both run there. I will. I will. I, I'm not sure that your argument's strong enough on its own, so I'm going to add. I'm going to throw some chips in your way. Okay. And I'm uh-huh. also I'm I'm also going to add the fact that Khan had a finishing move, <laughs> <laughs> like on Mortal Kombat. It's one Finish thing. What's like one thing when he does it because he's so mad at Admiral Marcus, and he has Admiral Marcus like in his power, and he does it to be cruel. But then when he's in a fight with Spock, he tries it again, like. He tries it twice to crush Spock's head. He's got a finishing move. He's yeah, got, like like it's yeah. like like whoever was playing Khan. Yeah, yeah. Plus up, up, down, down. Left, Final right, left. combat. I know. Like that. Yeah, so I will raise it that. And again, that you care about what happens in. How about the lion? How about the lion super blood? We resurrected Kirk using his super blood, which evidently, for reasons that nobody understands, resurrects the dead. Just if you're if you're dying. They inject you with super blood. It's tribble. super blood. No, no it's just they, super they, blood. They, they, remember, they, they tested it on the Tribble. Yeah. During uh, an innocuous yeah. conversation. Because evidently Khan has super blood. Wait, so if he has super blood, can he bring himself back? Could he have brought his wife back in Ooh. Star Trek 2? Yeah. Like, then what the fuck was he whining about? Can Khan not die? <laughs> Yeah, why couldn't mm. he? Like, yeah, because if he's dead and you had his blood, blood, yeah, and you had his blood from before. He's got all his super he's blood. He's got all his so his super blood, right? That's all, he That's he all he's got. Blood. He doesn't have less than super blood. So why the <laughs> fuck can he die at all? Why isn't oh he immortal? God. Oh, and he could have brought um, Kirk's son back and killed him several times. Look at this. Look right. at this. Like just to be shitty, right? Look at, this. Look at this. You've jumped to our side. You're now defending our <laughs> position. It's because you realize the error of your ways. You weren't supposed to notice. Star Trek 09 is a is a is a pretty good movie. Star Trek Into Darkness is is a absolute is an absolutely average film. Average. It it is it the is. The only thing good about that film is 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 a lot of the acting. I still think is good. Some of it. There is the one part that I love to quote. Only reason that you are still alive <laughs> is because, because I, I am allowing it. it. Yes, so but that's shut bad writing. Your Mouth. That like, listen. At some point, you have to like. Y- here's the thing. Yeah, but you know, but but Benedict Cumberbatch would be like, the only reason you are still alive is because I. But that's not. It. Kirk and would it, never be that dispassionate. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that is that Shatner would have found a way. He, he they gave Shatner tons of bullshit to say, and he was just like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> he was like, okay, <laughs> that's true. But not everybody can be William Shatner. No, the only reason you are still, still alive, alive is because I am alive. allowing it. So shut your mouth. So, <laughs> not everyone can do Priceline.com in the future. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do we win? Have we? Have we I defer you? to you two. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um. So, so we, we were going to make this a segment in an episode. We just it's, recorded it's an episode much a whole with you, episode, sir. Yeah. 
and 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 this is fun. Um, uh, anything else you want to say about Star Trek? Anything like? Do you have any final thoughts about about like what Star Trek has meant for your life? Like, I we've got it's very personal for us. Um, is there outside of being a fun show to watch? Has it has it impacted the way you look at things? The the like any cool stories that you'd like to tell? You know, I don't think I have any particularly cool stories, but I will say that you know it's uh, it's like what many people would say. It was something you watched that was just close enough to reality, or could be eventually, that, uh, you know, gave you something to think about for the future. The thing about Star Trek that I liked, and I don't know, I, I probably said this before, but I'll say it again, um, is that when you're a teenager, especially a nerdy teenager like me, um, people aren't very nice to you. And you also mm, don't feel true. like your you also don't feel like your parents are very nice, even if they are nice parents. You, no, no time, teenager feels like yeah. your parents are nice. So. Um, and and in between girlfriends, I never quite felt like girls were nice to me. And and the even the people in the theater, there I wasn't part of the popular theater crowd. In theater, people are not the most popular people. Um, no, um, and and then there's always the cooler theater crowd in the. They were cool in my theater. high school. Um. But I mean, compared to like the 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 people who did the sports, the football people, yeah, you know, footballs and cheerleaders, you're not in that echelon. I I, you would feel the derision sometimes from the athletes, and yeah. and what I liked about Star Trek was not that, um, it's a peaceful future without not that's all fine and good, but people were nice to each other, like when I turned on Star Trek, the characters on the ship. Very different, very different attitudes about things. Worf was awkward and and socially inept. Data was emotionally stilted because he had no emotions. Um, Picard was emotionally distant. Everybody had things about them that that my friends would have had some problems with. And everybody just looked past it and they were nice and they played poker and they hung out and they ate chocolate. And if somebody was a little different, they're like, Oh, you're different, but we still care about you. And they and, even had a whole episode about it with Barkley. Yeah. And, and we'll go and we'll, go and we'll go to bat for you and we'll die for you. Yeah. And that's what, that's, that's what was ideal for me is a place you could go where, where, where everybody knows you. And, and yes. it, yeah, you know, I mean, does that make sense? Absolutely. So cool. Steve, thank you for, yes, for helping you. us make, uh, make, Yet another end life, and for, and for letting us badger you about your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> did you Any have day. a good? Did you have a good time? Absolutely. So, as a listener of our show, you know how every episode ends. Uh, so, I, Alexia, will you please give him the opportunity to say "trek off, bitches" to our audience? Let him be the one. All right. All so, right. say it with so me. Then we what do, am I supposed to? We'll say. just say "trek off." Go "trek off." Trek off. Trek off. No, oh, Steve. "Trek off, bitches." You can say it. It's okay. <laughs> Truck off, bitches. Yeah! yeah! Thank you, Steve. Bye. Bye, Steve. <laughs> See you later. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek Off to put in my ear hole, to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of Trek Off. It's free. Just go there, trekoffpodcast.com or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com, trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and trek off.